Hello, welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast. I'm Jess Seely, and we're here to talk all things holistic health, well-being, and spirituality. On my healing journey, I've discovered incredible modalities and practices that have enhanced my life in ways that I really can't put into words. The thing is, they're outside of the mainstream, and that causes apprehension when I share them with others. So this show exists to break down those barriers, because I want you to experience more magic in your life. I have incredible guests who are here to share with us the wisdom from their niche field and help you feel emboldened to try new things on your own path. Take what works, leave what doesn't, keep an open mind, and I hope you find something new calling for you. Hello and welcome, Caitlin Dupree of One Sanctuary to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Um, I, Caitlin, am so excited to have you on the show and I was actually a little bit nervous that my words wouldn't articulate how much so because you were one of the first healers that I met and your wisdom is just so vast and your personal journey to me, I just think is remarkable. So I'm really excited um, for listeners to be able to receive what you, what you offer to your clients And when I book a session with you, I honestly could just spend the whole hour asking you questions, but I know that that's (laughs) not what I book them for. So this is a real treat, but a a little bit of backstory. So Caitlin and I met uh, early 2016 and we were on a course together um, and I was really early in my healing journey and reflecting on it today, I really was at the stage where I'd started personal development and started to learn about like empowering thoughts versus disempowering thoughts and kind of realized that I had a choice in what I was thinking and how my life was playing out. And then I met you, Caitlin, and I was so drawn to you, but also it's a little bit intimidating, I think, um, when somebody hasn't started their spiritual journey. I really needed to integrate what I'd learned onto the emotional and spiritual level. But I was like, I can't meditate or I haven't got, you know, I don't do yoga. So that was a little bit of a hesitation. But so glad I booked my session with you. And um, I just wanted to share quickly before we start that our first session, we were working on my worry and anxiety. And um, one of the takeaways was for me to go and meditate daily. And when I came back to you, you, you checked in and I said, I got to 16 seconds. And you were so kind and you were like, okay, really good. We can work from there. So I love sharing that with people now because I know a lot of people think they can't meditate. And that's where I started my journey with you. So um, coming full circle to share your wisdom now is, as I said, a real treat. Thank you. That's, that's such a lovely introduction. I can't even remember saying that to you. I can't even remember saying that to you. But, you know, whether it's been in our sessions or in person, like we just have so much fun together. Yeah. So I really feel like that's such an important part of healing and you are just so hilarious. You just make me laugh so much. And I just, you know, I just adore you. So I'm looking forward to this. Thank you. I would love to start um, with a little bit of an intro about where in the world you are, where you live and what your day-to-day looks like at the moment, Um, be that passion projects, your business, um, your family. Uh, Yeah, just give us a little bit of a taste of Caitlin Dupree. 
So I live in New Zealand in Auckland and I live on the North Shore. So I'm about, my house is about 10 houses away from the beach. So close to the beach and then a, a beautiful reserve. And so there's lots of bird life as well, which is just back from the beach. So I'm really spoiled, really, really spoiled. And at the moment, in terms of my business, my business is cut right down. And that was an interesting journey in itself. But I cut it right down because I had a baby who is now one and a half and running around and very busy. So my day-to-day is mainly being full-time mum. But for myself, I needed to find and become kind of a master at using those pockets of time I could to learn and keep growing and then occasionally give her to a babysitter so that I could see see my mentors. And that's been super important for me. Um, And other than that, then her dad takes her, my partner takes her on a Saturday morning and I see clients usually Saturday morning and then sometimes occasionally in the evenings during the week. But I just fit things in. So I just, I think the biggest thing is with a massive change is change is just adapting. I think with anything in life. So I love reading. I love learning. I do not have two hands to read because I'm so busy with her. So I started subscribing to audibles. And so I listened to um, audios rather. And I, yeah, I learn through, through audios and I do it on my walks when I'm walking with her through and we're talking to the Pukeka, I'm listening and learning at the same time, or I put, put them on in the car or, you know, you just adjust and you just find, find those pockets of time where you can walk where she's in the pram and you, you don't have to be looking at her and being super present. You can have have them going and yeah that's been massive for me just adjusting and find and keeping myself um or or I should say not losing myself in motherhood still Mm -hmm. keeping connected to my spiritual self still keeping my emotional self and my mental self healthy and then still having some time with my clients because I love seeing my clients and just fill me up with so much joy so I had to have a balance of motherhood and and work. Yeah, yeah, and I know that I know a few people who work with you and we're all very excited to see you come back online with your sessions, obviously when the time was right. Um, yeah, so it's really lovely to have the opportunity to work with you in your pockets of your time now. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'll be adjusting again, you know, and I think in the next year she'll start going to either like a, a play center or a kindy so then I'll have more time and so it would be another adjustment and it'll be fun but I think one of the hardest things was um just before giving birth just giving my clients to other people and finding the right people for them to see and knowing that they were well looked after and there was a huge grief in that process yeah yeah, it was really interesting. It was a huge grieving process for me, shifting uh, my business in that way and just doing it in the best way possible that I knew that they were looked after. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. I 
I know a few people who are expecting babies and are new mums at the moment. And I think that um, the more people we can hear from of their experience and how they've navigated it is really helpful because it's such a unique journey that I don't even understand, but I know that there's a lot of emotional ups and downs. So thank you for your insight. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of them. Definitely a lot of them. I think I wasn't, I just wasn't prepared for the amount of grief or, or that I would feel changing over with, with, with my roles and, and, you know, building up my personal business for so long and then feeling like I was the person that was dismantling it was really strange and, and hard. It was almost like going against what, what you've been doing for so many years. So it was, yeah, it was an interesting process. That Yeah, that's like a whole, I could just continue down that rabbit hole with you. I kind of haven't <laughs> thought of it, but I really want to move on to, we can maybe come back at the end um, because Caitlin has, as I said, immense wisdom and what I really wanted you to expand on particularly today, Caitlin, was your experience with plant essences and mm. the, yeah, I mean, ferns, flowers, trees, you can expand on this, but the wisdom behind using plant essences to treat people's emotions, traumas, to, to treat people on a spiritual level. Um, so can you tell us how you first learned about and came to experience the essences for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I first took them when I was studying and there was a little store close by and I can't remember what I was going through emotionally, but I just grabbed a little bottle of the essences and I wasn't conscious that time that I was actually taking the essences. It was only later on I found the bottle again. So the first time I actually choose to took them, uh, take them Sorry, was when I had been studying for a while. What were you studying? I first went into um, conventional medicine mm -hmm. and then I, I mean, through a series of events, then I also, and I also uh, went into studying naturopathy. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, but I got really ill to the point that I was bedridden and I would collapse and go unconscious and I also for two and a half years would lose my eyesight. And people always ask me, like, did you lose it completely? Like, was it just blurry? But I would lose it. Like, I couldn't see anything. And then it would come back. And then I wouldn't be able to see anything. And it would come back. But that went on for two and a half years. Um, and you've been and perfectly healthy up until that point. No, I had had chronic fatigue. Okay. When I was... 15 and so mm -hmm. they've they've always just kind of put everything under the umbrella yeah. of chronic fatigue but this had transmuted the symptoms had transmuted and they got in very severe where I was losing yeah. my eyesight and collapsing and struggling to actually physically get out of bed or move my body yeah um, wow. so I so I went through the medical system because mm -hmm. when you end up in a hospital, you, you naturally do anyway. You know, you get booked in to see yeah. uh, lots of different specialists. And yeah. they could measure that my heart rate was going right down. And they couldn't figure out, basically, the doctors that I saw couldn't figure out how to lift my heart rate up. Um, so through 
approximately two of the two and a half years, I just, I was mainly with the medical system, conventional medical system. And I just got really ill from all the different drugs they were trialing me on and doing different tests, trying to figure out what was going on with me and my body and, and how to make it better. And I eventually decided not to take any more because I was really ill. I was down to 30 something kgs. That's and crazy. Next, yeah. And the next lot of drugs was going to make me nauseous. They said for approximately a week to two weeks. And I just thought my, my body can't take this anymore. And we don't even know that this next lot is going to work. So I just quit and got my weight up a little bit and just got really healthy as much as I could. And I started seeing lots of different interesting people in the, in the natural realms, but I just thought I'd stay away from different drug trials for a while. So eventually I saw a woman named Annie Botcher, amazing. Uh, She does homeopathy and she also did the essences. And at the time I was quite arrogant (laughs) and I was like, well, I'll take her essences, but they're not going to work. It's too subtle because it's my heart. You know, what are the essences going to do? Yeah. But So I, I thought I'm taking her homeopathy anyway, so I'll, I'll take them at the same time. But within uh, two months of taking them, that's what gave me my eyesight back. Amazing. And, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I really thought I knew better on that one. I was, <laughs> it didn't. But I had made a promise to myself before this that whatever got me out of bed I was going to use to help other people Mm. and so I lived by that and I've kept my promise and I went straight into studying about the plant essences Um, and it's completely changed you know the trajectory of my life and it's amazing and I love them um and I also really relate to people who are like, oh, I don't know, they're going to be too subtle. But I didn't think at the time or didn't even think about the fact that an emotional trauma to my heart, an emotional long-term stress to my heart could manifest as a physical illness yeah. or an issue with my heart. I, I didn't even consider that, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. That was where I was at with not mm. wanting to take the plant essences. And yet yeah, it's, it's, it has, it's been amazing. And so a lot of what that they do is, is all, all to do with emotional stress, but it's very interesting how that manifests within our body. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did I answer the question fully? You absolutely <laughs> did. And um I think if somebody's listening and they're not already hooked and want to know exactly what these essences are now and the wisdom behind them, you're crazy because that story, like I've heard it before and even just listening to you now, I'm like, that is just insane, right? So they, the essences are just, you might take three to nine drops a day in a little bottle under your tongue and to think that you mm-hmm. went through years in the hospital system different drugs they couldn't tell you what was wrong with you and after two months of taking just nature in a bottle you were healed well on your way to healing Mm. amazing Mm. 
So can you tell me then what types of plants, because if people are like, what are the essences? What types of plant essences can you use in your field? And what um, type of essences did you start taking if you're open to sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's different there's different brands. Like a lot of people know about flower essences in term of, terms of, I think it's bark flower essences okay yeah that's uh those aren't uh the essences i work with i think there's some amazing australian ones and i've forgotten the the brand of them or the name of them as well jess okay uh, yeah but i work with new zealand plant essences yes they're all sustainably sourced and predominantly i work with one to eighty 84 so they work in different families because they do different things depending on the families you work with so I work with predominantly flower essences mm-hmm. which is when we have imbalances within our personalities okay then the fern essences which are all about moving beyond pain clearing the aura the tree essences which are we're looking at if it if you have a trauma, it goes into your aura or your energy field first. Yes. Then within 28 days, like anything in nature, it works with that cycle and it goes a little bit deeper inside you. So it works into your nutties, into your nervous system um, or into your chakras. So then you have to work with the tree essences. If it goes even further, then it actually alters your uh, DNA on an energetic level. So that's where we look at the topic of epigenetics, which is a Mm. a whole nother thing. But it's basically if you have a trauma that's gone that deep and you haven't cleared it, you have the potential when you have children to pass it on. Right. So for something super deep, you would work if... If I don't know about epigenetics, but like something really yes. deep, we'd start with the tree, and then once you'd peeled that back, you might move to the ferns, and then once you peeled it back, you'd work with flowers, or you start with trees because it's deep, and the trees will get rid of it. How does it work? So you go actually. So you're quite right. You go ferns, then trees, then seeds, which is the master passion basically the seeds ah, yeah and but the flowers what you're talking about in terms of the flowers is our our everyday kind of emotional imbalances so if we're someone that is naturally more anxious if we're someone that is naturally we get upset quite easily and that's how we deal with stress or we get angry that's where we would go to the flower essences because that's mm. to do with the personality imbalance it's like when we're off when we're stressed where do we go and that's a big clue to me how you deal with stress differently is do we need to readjust something within the personality mm-hmm. um but yeah sorry that's how the trauma moves in so you go fern tree seed so you move in you work in deeper so you work in the outer energy field and you work in deeper and deeper yeah, and then the fifth one is uh, other plant essences, and that's working on the level of the soul. 
and enhancing our life experiences. So what my elders teach me is that everyone has a main soul lesson that they come here to resolve or work through. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we go with the plant essences. And the same as you might have a major life event mm. and it'll link back to your soul. It's something mm. your soul's working on. It's why it's here. And so again, we work back to the plant essences. So each group of family of plants, they do, they do different things. Yeah. Got um, it. And it, it, they go even further to, uh, let me get this right. They go right up to 184. So, I mean, that's a major con- conversation once you start going through the rest of them. But I've So you mean there's you 184 that. types of essences that you could work with? Correct. Correct. Yeah, okay. But I've just told you the main um the main 84, but not the main right. 184. Oh, that's wow. So there's like a hundred more that we could go into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's um, very in depth and I'm just so blown away. Like this is, this is so crazy. And I love that you're a guardian of this wisdom for people. And I'm just so glad that the universe had me connect with you because I find it so fascinating. It's such unique knowledge, I think. Um, I have like a million questions, but you talk about like your elders teaching you. Would you mind expanding on how your training looked or how your ongoing training looks in terms of, um, yeah, learning about the essences and how obviously what you've just shared is so in-depth. Like how do you get to the place where you feel comfortable and confident to treat people so there's a practical course like any other course you go and learn at university um, you can do the workshops and then there's online courses as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you aren't in New Zealand and there doesn't happen to be a tutor in your country you can do it online Mm -hmm. and you can go onto the First Light Flower Essences of New Zealand website. Yeah. Which is, I should actually grab it for you. Maybe we could put a link up. Yeah, in definitely. Case anyone that is in interested studying. Yeah. So it, it is all very practical, but then I have also gone and done extra work. So for me, I picked people who I saw as the elders who've been working for a while and I I decided these are the people I would ideally like to be like. So once I had done a whole lot of the book work, I worked with them. And mm-hmm. in particular, someone called uh, Adrena Earl and I worked as her apprentice for a while because oh, I just amazing. knew, yeah, because I just knew that she had wisdom that wasn't in the books that she had formed from working with them for years and she's really amazing so working with various other mentors has helped to kind of create the practitioner I am today but um yeah I really recommend it I really recommend if you if you do the study but you also love someone in your field and that's who you're working towards being like just offer to help them out for free, mm. like just be around them, just absorb the information 
you grow so much from it in a way that other people can't or don't if they don't choose to do the same thing. So I feel like there's amazing people who I've just gained so much wisdom and so many jewels from and um, I, I'd say I've been lucky and I have, but I've also, or I've also chosen to do that. Yeah. But, but very fortunate and I, to actually work with them and have them allow me in their space and allow me into all that wisdom, you know, no one, no one told me to bugger off. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> lucky. I can't imagine someone uh, not wanting you to be around them, Caitlin. Like you just have such a reverence for the work that you do and the people that you serve. Um, so we're the lucky ones really. But um, that was one of my, that was actually my next question was in my sessions with you, you incorporate so much wisdom. Like I've had a session before where the essences got lost and uh, don't think Caitlin won't resend them if this happens. But at the time we were working through something and you were like, Jess, I just am getting the intuitive guidance that you're not meant to have essence is to work through what you're currently working through and um, your wisdom extends far beyond just um, the essences. How did you cultivate that and how did you cultivate the way that you do offer your healing services in a more broader capacity? More broader? <laughs> in a broader capacity. Not it. <laughs> uh, that's a big question. Mm. Um, I don't even know where to start. But... Is it just a culmination of wisdom you've picked up through osmosis? Is it particular? Was it from everything that you tried on your healing journey? Like, Well, yeah. so as I said, I, I, I got ill when I was 15. Yeah. So for me, I went into my own... When I was really sick at 15 as well, I was also bedridden through that time period and I got better I was well for quite a few years to the point no one would know that there was anything wrong with me in turn they wouldn't think I had chronic fatigue basically mm. but when I was at my worst at 15 as well I was sleeping 21 hours wow a day so wow. so that was huge so I've had a lot of years of being ill and by myself Mm. and so I used to just study a lot and mm. read a lot of things and read and I just had to for me I had to draw on something internally that to me it was my soul it was my spirit there was a strength that I just had to have to be able to push through things there was a determination and I wanted to give words to it Mm -hmm. And so I studied to give words to it and I became fascinated and I wanted to know things, deep things about life because it had me questioning life. Like when you can't move and you can't see and you're like, what am I? What am I then? Because I'm still alive. And so it has you asking those very deep questions from a young age. Yeah. And so I definitely started that way before it got trendy. <laughs> you certainly did. Wasn't, I wasn't trendy at all what I was doing at the yeah. time. And I 
I needed that, but I also didn't fit into a box in terms of feeling like I belong to a certain group or certain religion. So I've learned about lots of different cultures. And so I, to me, I take the stories and the wisdom that they give me and I use them to change the way I behave, but I don't have a label for myself. Yeah. And I think that's part of my, part of the reason I work the way I do. It means that I'm very open to whoever kind of comes in my room. Like I have people that are very logical. There's, they, they don't want to talk about anything spiritual and that works. Or I have people that associate with a particular religion and so it still works and it's because I'm, I'm very interested in how people work. Mm. I'm very interested in their beliefs and I don't try to push any beliefs of my own onto other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yes. When you were speaking then it's kind of the way when somebody asks me, if I say I've had a session with you and they ask me to explain what type of a healer you are, that's exactly why I think because you said you don't put labels or you don't put yourself in a box. I'm like, well, she works with essences and <laughs> she's just incredible. <laughs> like, because you have like, yeah, you know, like you said, you were 15 and you just let your heart lead the way and you didn't have any dogma about what was right or wrong. And that, really makes sense to me because you just you just hit you the way you show up is not like anyone that I've experienced and thank you yeah it's it's just so hard to describe and two things that came up for me whilst you were speaking the first is a lot of people um, who maybe are looking to find something more aligned in their life or they're feeling like they need a change of direction they can look at people further along the track and think how did you get there how did you know that Mm -hmm. and like for you it started when you were unwell and you just read and you just listened to podcasts or to youtube and you weren't doing it for a reason you were just following your interests and your passions and your heart and I think that's going to start coming up as a theme with my guests is don't set out with the end outcome in mind honestly get quiet and listen to what your soul is asking you to do mm. and the other that's thing yeah sorry yeah, yeah. no just in, in in your like that was one of your darkest times is where the seeds for your life were planted and i think that it doesn't make them easier but if we can just mm. know that in the dark times, there's always going to be light at the end of the tunnel and we're planting the seeds for later on, it can really help get us through, especially with what's you know going on in the world at the moment. I think that that's a really beautiful message. Yeah, that's very well said. And it's so, it, you're so right and it's so important to trust your heart. But I also want to just reiterate for people who are who are starting out or questioning that and we're giving the information trust your heart you know what I've made so many blunders not trusting it though (laughs) just to put it out there even on the healing journey you know part of the I I believe also part of it is that I didn't listen to what was going on with me I didn't listen to my gifts and that's also why I had to have my sight go for a while yeah 
So I started when I was sitting in the back of the class, which I, I almost never tell this story. Oh, juicy. This experience. But when I was, I was, I was ill at the time and, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't to the point where I'd lost my sight and I was sitting at the back of the class and I started being able to see everyone lighting up wow. and I'd never, I never had had an experience like that. Not in my adult life. I could see all the students lit up and they were like these different colors. It was like these lights around them and it was very bizarre for me and I got nervous and then it went and then I relaxed and it came back. And then I walked out of class and I thought, what the hell was that? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to shut it down. I'm just going to ignore this. I'm just going to finish my study. And maybe at the end of my study, I'll look at it again. And I really believe that's also part of what just absolutely took me out was like, Mm. no, you're, you don't get to wait any longer. And it took, it took me out to my eyesight actually completely went. Wow. Because I feel like I was ignoring what my eyes were actually capable of doing, which was seeing into other realms, you know, seeing seeing beyond just the yeah. straight physical. Why do you think that we as humans are scared of gifts that are outside of the normal? Or even like the reason for this podcast is to break down the barriers for people to try new modalities. So that's one thing, mm. but taking it a step further to like your gifts that you're not learning that in school, you know, like why do you think we're so scared of different things? Do you know, I think it's so ingrained in us for so long, like so many generations to be scared of of those abilities to be scared of anyone who's too powerful. Mm. And I believe that, I mean, this is going back. I would say, I would say the major turning point would have been, this is very far back, Jess, this answer, the dark ages. Yeah. Because that was when, that was when the church kind of took over and there were lots of, there were lots of people being, burnt for their abilities I mean they would have been labeled witches and and things like that and they were burnt for their abilities and I think there was a huge amount of fear around working with nature and Mm -hmm. working with those extrasensory abilities and particular Mm -hmm. and in particular females that had those abilities so Mm -hmm. the feminine was shut down at that point in so many ways it was shut down and we're only now coming into this age, which, you know, they call, they call it lots of different names of different cultures. They call it the age of cherishing waters or uh, the age of floral waters or the Aquarian age. It depends if you look at Maori yeah, uh, or Indian Cherokee, or it depends what culture you look at. But, this time has been talked about for a long, uh, for, for, through many different cultures and they're saying pretty much the same thing as this is the age where that rebalancing is happening mm-hmm. within the feminine. So if you have been someone that's scared of that, it makes sense. It's been ingrained in us for so long, but now is definitely the time to, to come out, mm-hmm. you know, to be brave, to start looking at those things because not for everyone, but for most of us, we don't have to worry about being burnt for mm-hmm. any abilities anymore, you know. 
for a lot of us, it's safe to have those abilities. People mm-hmm. might think you're a bit quirky or weird, but that's about it, you know? Mm. So now's the time to start shifting things and, and using them because yeah. it's so it's so important for us to have those deeper anchors while all this change is happening, while all these storms are going on. This is what's going to just anchor us down. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very important to find out what's not changeable within us while everything else is changing. Yeah. Well, on that, I can't think of anyone better to ask this question, but for the listeners who are listening when it's released, we've been through COVID this year. We've, um, there's the movement of Black Lives Matter and we're really, they're shining a light. We're really starting to learn about the injustices that have occurred to Indigenous people, not just in America, obviously, um, but mm-hmm. in, in many countries. Can you share how you how to adapt in a changing world and how people can find that grounding when the world seems so tumultuous? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, So one of the ways I've actually been working with the mentor at the moment, one of the ways is she's got me to actually write down and connect to my four main anchors. And this, this is, for me, what do I connect to when everything feels scary and too much? What is, what do I have within me that keep me that keeps me rooted? And so, for me, one of the things when everything feels really scary and hard, one of the first things I go to is playfulness. It brings me out, makes me lighter, mm-hmm. and humor. And I always, I mean, me and my clients always cry and laugh together, usually in a session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's quite normal and, and can I ask for uh, for people who are like cool I understand the words but how can I just go into playful when I'm feeling down like how do you practically incorporate these what you're calling yes. anchors for people so I'm giving you also playfulness but this is because it's my natural characteristic so I'm not okay. suggesting this for everyone um yeah. my other is so for me just laughing with with friends making light of the situation and often talking myself through into it's actually going to be okay Mm -hmm. Uh, my other one is compassion compassion for myself compassion for others just actually tapping into my heart and I do Mm -hmm. different heart exercises that that help me to get into that space Mm -hmm. another one is going into neutrality and objectivity and then another one is to push through to have that to use my willpower but for everyone I'm just giving a quick example for everyone it's a really good thing to sit down and actually ask what are my anchors what are my strengths that I know have come through in situations where things have been tough but I've actually used them and you can look back at past experiences even if you're not using them right now Mm. but one of the main so finding finding the unchangeable within yourself when everything is changing, finding those anchors is so important to do. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to share is a story, if that's okay. Oh, because love that. to me, yeah. it's one of it brings me hope while everything else externally feels 
crazy and chaotic and scary, Mm. you know, and we can read so much of the news and it's overwhelming. So I think that's also something you always have to look at is how much of that information are you taking in? How, how many of those, you know, people's conversations around you are you taking in? They're really scared and they're telling you how you need to be as a person. If you care, you need to be scared too. That's it. Like we, we're presented with a newspaper or a media segment and it's like, wait, who even wrote that? Like who's made this up? Mm. And when you're, when you're in fear, you know you've, you're not connected to your deeper self. When you're ever in fear, you're no longer connected to your deeper self. And so that's, that's, a, that's a big clue for you to be like, okay, I might need to meditate. I might need to watch a comedy show. I might need to, whatever it is you need to do for yourself to get yourself back into connection and to soul. Do that for yourself might be a podcast it might be talking to a close friend who's just really grounded and chilled out and they always make you feel good but get yourself Mm -hmm. back get yourself connected uh so i wanted to share one of my craziest experiences which is uh with a group of my elders uh we get together we used to get together once a year it was just between 80 and 100 of us uh, this one particular time and we do something called shamanic journeying mm-hmm. and it's where you actually go and you journey for a purpose so it's not just like a fun ride you go and journey for a purpose of healing so yeah. my and to the path when Sorry, you yeah. say when you say um journeying um like yes. with a plant you can take plant essences um but I just wanted to say they're not psychedelics. Okay. So it's not like taking ayahuasca or anything like that. You're very much there. Right. Okay. Yep. Yes. Uh, So you don't need to take plant essences to to be able to journey, but it's a skill that you you work up to and go through certain rites of passage to be able to do it effectively. Mm. You basically, you you're there and you're lying down and you go into like a trance state and you retrieve information for the purpose of healing. So that you could see my face, Caitlin, we haven't got video one for anyone listening. (laughs) I'm just like on the edge of my seat here, big grin. (laughs) So, so I, sometimes I do this on, and I've done it on a personal level, uh, but I hadn't ever done it on a group, level all together for the same purpose so we all went in for the same purpose and the same purpose was to travel to the to the future and retrieve information for the future and I'd never done that before past lives like were still pretty crazy to me but somehow made sense to go to the future that's just like was that was just like wackadoo like absolutely crazy anyway yeah. I've only done this once <laughs> with all of them and it was the most insane experience with 80 to 100 people all together in a room doing this and it was I I will have to double check myself but I think the year is 2000 and 2038 
either 2038, 2036. I okay. can double check myself. And that is a time where my elders talk about the restoration of the 12th heaven coming to earth. Mm. So right now, what we're going through is a crazy time. But what we travel to is seeing what the earth looks like in the future. And wow. it was the most insane, amazing experience to witness the people around around there that were just so happy and they were connected and they were talking to each other in the street and their clothes looked slightly different. And they were, I where I went was in the city center and the city center was filled with plants all over the buildings. And the, it was just, it just blew my heart right open. And it was just amazing to, just to see everyone. And they were walking at a much slower pace. And I kind of think of, you know, when you go into the city and everyone's busy, they're like mm. rushing past each other. No I hate connected. the energy of the city. Yeah so different and then if you meet someone who's like a surfer mm -hmm. or if you if you go into the countryside and you meet farmers they they're slow they've slowed down like they either move to the beat of like the earth or the yeah. waves like yeah. they're moving to the the beat of nature yeah and they're more relaxed yeah and they've got it they've got something right there they're still connected whereas when you're in the city, especially if you go to like New York, it's like mm. whoosh, whoosh, everyone's mm -hmm. rushing past each other. But there's this energy, this frantic energy of like, I'm behind. Mm. Anyway, when I went into the future, the energy of people in the city were like closer to what I see in like farmers or wow. surfers that just like chilled out, relaxed, like not frantic at all just energy and connected and looking at each other and smiling at each other yeah. it was just beautiful and people looked happy and they looked radiant compared to what they look like now and it was mm. just insane and to go through that experience but also have that reiterated by 80 to 100 other people mm. had gone in and got the same information that was insane to me. It just blew, absolutely blew my mind mm. to go through that. So the reason I'm telling you this story at all, because I've almost never, I, I haven't spoken it to many people in my life. Yeah. The reason I'm telling this story now is because there is so much chaos if you look out into the world and it's scary. And it feels like everything's getting worse. People are questioning what is happening to the world. Like the future to them looks dark. Mm. The future's not dark. The future's not dark. And I want for anyone that needs it to hold on to that story of what the future really looks like or what I've seen or what my elders have seen. Because if you can hold that and center yourself, while you're moving through these next few years, you're going to help create the world that we want to see just that little bit faster for the people immediately around you because mm. you're carrying that seed and you're going to give people around you hope 
Mm. And you may take different, you may take all the same actions. So you may, you may be involved in Black Lives Matter. Let's say you, uh, let's say you're reading, let's say you're learning new things. Let's say you'll go to some event and you were always going to do those things, but you go to those events rather than being like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. You go to those events being like, this is not how it should be. And I know it's going to change and get better. And there's a completely different energy. That's an empowering energy. And that's a huge force. Yeah. And it'll shift things and it'll shift things for the people, not just for yourself, but the people around you. If you can carry that energy that this is shit, everything is breaking down, but I know it's breaking down for a reason. And I'm going to be a part of the change that Mm. I see in the future. Mm. And I'm going to hold that in my heart. I'm going to hold that in my mind and I'm not going to step into fear. Yes. I am so grateful that you shared that story. Do you know, you've kind of mentioned it to me once, but not gone into that detail. And so anyone listening, like this is a real privilege to have you share that. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you're just so right. Like even you were talking about finding your four anchors. What makes you feel good in the moment? And if you're feeling really down and you haven't yet discovered your anchors, sometimes you might be like, this is too hard or what's, what's the point or where do I even start? But when you're like, I know that we win and I know that it gets better, like I think it can be even just easier to, to find that connection of peace and happiness in the moment and find that tool for yourself and be that person that shines hope for somebody else who might not be feeling it right now. Mm, but yeah, if you carry that trust, and that's yeah. what that is. That's what that story is. It's carrying the trust. You trust, you know, things are going to get better. Things are going to work out. There's a reason for this. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's, you're so welcome. Uh, I'm like, okay, what can I ask after that? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, that was, that was, you know, for me, that's just really important to talk about because of what we're going through right now and because of what we're seeing. And, Mm. you know, it can feel like, it can feel like everything's, everything's too much and everything's, too overwhelming you know so and do you know something that kind of came to frustrate me (laughs) like when we met in 2016 I think the world was maybe just my sphere I was seeing a lot of um change the world and hustle and this and grind and and I just think for anyone listening you don't have to change the world it's not your job to change the world but by being that trust was your word wasn't it by like being in trust and just like lighting up one person's day, you're changing your corner of the world. And um, I think it was just the energy of that hustle and grind and change the world was very external. But what we're coming to see now with all that's going on in the world is that we actually have to stop and go inside and change our internal lives before things can really change. Yes, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes, it is. 
it's funny in the in the spiritual world everyone's telling everyone how to behave and doing all these quotes and it it's just it's really interesting but what we really need to do and the most powerful thing is to look at ourselves and start taking responsibility for ourselves and how we're behaving rather than yeah. telling everyone else absolutely 100 percent agree yeah yeah oh i am really nervous that <laughs> there's going to be so many more questions stemming from this because you have so much wisdom so i'm just going to put an open invitation for people to reach out with questions for me that um you know, if I haven't closed the loop on something here, I can um, reach out to you, Caitlin, and, and we might um, be able to to do that. But moving forward from everything that we've covered, I'd really like to ask you, what would be the advice that you would give to your 18-year-old self? And this, oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know, yeah. I'm like moving moving forward because I just, I think that that's, oh, no, no, that's great. beautiful full stop and like, we could go so much more deeply into the essences and like that could be a conversation forever. But um, like, yes. I just, I feel like there's been so much wisdom that everyone's going to need to process it. <laughs> oh, so before, before I answer that, could I quickly just say the name of three of my mentors who yeah. uh, are the guardians of, the flower essences because I just yes, want to honor them please. because so much information comes from them rather than, you know, straight from me. Mm. So I just wanted to mention the co-creators who of this light flower essences, who so much of their knowledge has been passed on to me. So I just wanted to honor them and say their names, which were Franchelle Oswalski Weiber, Anthony Weiber. And the other person who is a spiritual patron and protector of first light flower essences is Dr. Rangamare Turuku Arakarangi Rose Pere. And so I just wanted to mention the three of them was just really, it was just important for me to honor them. Yeah. Um, yes. And yes, I'll definitely list on. them and list the link to, um, is it the first light website? Yes, that would be great. If anyone, just if anyone's interested or wants to study it or, or check them out, they can, they can look at the, website that would be great yeah okay so it makes so, me laugh that I've gone from something so deep to right no. well what would you tell your 18 year old self Caitlin <laughs> um no and I had this one in here because I think that when we turn 18 or when we're finishing school it's kind of the first time that we can really we've got the freedom to make our decisions since to start to carve our own path um, and oftentimes we are just so conditioned that we follow a path that society has set out for us. So I'm really curious to know, like looking back, um, at this stage of your life, what would you tell that version of you now? Yeah, it was an interesting question. It's funny cause I've heard other people ask it, but I've never actually asked myself that question. Uh, so one of the major things I would say to myself, which I feel like I'm only reconnecting to more and more now, is to not forget your sense of humour. It's what <laughs> lightens you up and makes some of the hardest times 
lose the scariness element you've given them. To trust bigger and better things are coming your way. And I promise it's safe to let go with grace. Mm. I think that's been huge for me is Mm. that letting go process and feeling very scared of what's coming to the future and not being able to let go. And that's just probably very important for what we're going through right now as well. But uh, the other thing is being judgmental has been taught to you as a way to feel like you're safe. It doesn't do that. It disconnects you from your heart and steers you away from compassion. Discernment and boundaries keep you safe. So strengthen those. Mm. Keep tapping into your ability to be strong-willed. It may not be something that your parents (laughs) adore, but you will move through everything because of it. Take a breath, cry, then tap into your ability to be objective. Neutrality is your friend and helps you to be logical and strategic when deep emotions are swamping you. The other thing I thought was, aside from giving her advice, my 18-year-old self, I would just say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because I know what she's about to go through. Yeah. I know all the deep hurts and pain and the the things she's going to need to overcome. And I'm just so, I'm so proud of her that she does. Mm. I think that I'm not alone in saying I would love to print that and put it on my wall. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> honestly, just... I was like, oh, wait, yes, I haven't talked about that. I haven't talked about that. Like me learning discernment was such a gift that I developed by working with you and me learning to feel my emotions and feel the lightness that comes on the other side of crying. You know, all these things that they're so natural to us, but um, mm. but we forget Conditioned them. out. Yeah, or they're conditioned out, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Interesting. One last question, Caitlin. Oh, yeah, go for it. Everybody who's listening and wants to know more about how to work with you, which they will never regret. Like, if you're thinking about it, (laughs) just go and bloody book it. Um, How can they do that and where can they find you? They will never Pardon? No, I was going to say we never regret, but then I was like, well, of course they're not going to regret it. Anyway, where can they find you? And how can they work with you? What sort of um, sessions do you offer? So uh, they can find me on my website, which is www.onesanctuary.co.nz, but I'm sure we'll put up a link since you're putting up other links. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> it's it's easy enough to find me on Instagram and lots of people just send me DMs on Instagram. So that is yeah. one sanctuary under, sorry, one underscore sanctuary. Yeah. And yeah. What sessions do I offer? I usually, what I usually do with people who are starting out for the first time, I actually give you a call and chat to you for about 10, 15 minutes to see if it's appropriate if you see me. And that's just because sometimes, you know, if you are dealing with 
something that might be a chemical imbalance, then I actually want to refer you on to someone else. So mm-hmm. it, it depends on the severity of, say, if you're going through depression or something, then, you know, we just, we just have a chat and we just see if it's appropriate. And you also can get a feel for me and you can ask me a few questions. And I like people to be able to do that and then go away and think about if they want to book a session with me so that mm-hmm. they're just more informed especially because it's a little bit different. It's, it's not the norm. So yeah, I like, I like to do a free, yeah. (laughs) I like to do a free, just quick call and we check in if we're right for one another, basically. Yeah. If you're doing a a one-on-one session, it's usually, it's either online or, or in person. So if you're in Auckland, New Zealand, people come in and see me for an hour and, we either chat and go through things and I make you up a blend of plant essences which you take for the next month or we sometimes we do Reiki, sometimes we do shamanic healing. We just go with whatever kind of comes up and what you feel good about doing. Or people work with me for three months and that's because as we were talking about that healing matrix, how we work inwards from the ferns to the trees to the seeds. So we do the 28 days, another 28 days, another 28 days to clear something at a trauma at the DNA level, mm-hmm. uh, energetically at the DNA level. So those are the main, those are the main ways of booking in with me, either an hour of consultation or working with me for three months at a time. And it depends what you're going through. Do yeah. three months, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do 12 <laughs> if you can. Can I book 12 sessions? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can. But everything's on my website, so you can read about it more. And yeah, yeah feel free to feel free to contact me as well. Yeah, just have a chat. Just ask her. Yeah, just let yeah, her know just what you're going through. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. Um, I absolutely know that there'll be people looking you up and reaching out and it is scary to take that first step towards something new, but the intention was to break down the barriers so that people, if they're feeling the nudge, can really get the help or the support that will be useful to them on their healing journey. So thank you for helping us break this down and and all of the additional wisdom that I didn't know was going to come through but was pretty mind-blowing. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's been been fun. Yeah, it's always really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't know all of that was going to come out of me as well. So that's excellent. I just mean in terms of sharing some stories that I usually don't share. So, yeah, it's been been great you you've created such a lovely safe container and your your questions are very interesting as well okay thank you you're so welcome welcome. we'll chat soon bye thanks for being with me today guys i'm so grateful and i hope that you learned something new please feel free to pass the episode on to family friends colleagues anyone you think that would really enjoy and benefit from the information And if you so feel called, I would love for you to subscribe and leave an honest and heartfelt review. As I've learned, it helps me reach more people and I'm really just all about reaching the right people. So have a wonderful day and can't wait to see you next time.